Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. The Golden Knights fall to the Bruins at home, and we preview Friday night's game in Anaheim with J.D. Hernandez of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. Follow us at Locked On VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me every Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. Now, our crossover edition with J.D. Hernandez of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Welcome to this special crossover edition of Locked On Ducks and Locked On Golden Knights. I'm J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for, God, too long, <laughs> over a decade. Minor league hockey for over a decade. And I am joined at this very moment by the host of Locked on Golden Knights, uh, the new host of Locked on Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco. How are you doing, Tony? The new old host of Locked on Golden Knights. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's great to be with you and uh, talk hockey. And we're supposed to be like fierce divisional rivals, but I'm not feeling that. It's a one-sided rivalry. Let's be real here. The Ducks, they do not do well against Vegas. Let's be honest. Well, once in a while, you know, once in a while, John Gibson will step up and he'll play, you know, a lot better against the Golden Knights. And then I just like the future of your team. I mean, I love uh, Trevor Zegras and Troy Terry. I just like the makeup of that team. And I think they're going to give the Vegas Golden Knights a lot of fits on Friday night. Yeah, and they have a lot of prospects coming up the pipeline as well. I mentioned this on my Locked on Goals yesterday. Guys like Braden Tracy, Jacob Perot, and some guy that scored a goalie goal last night. I saw that. Yeah, first time a goal scored a goalie goal. So it's a goal's goalie goal. Say that three times fast. (laughs) All right, so our two teams are playing tonight. And I believe this is a game at the Ponda. I, I don't know how I'm feeling about this one. The Ducks just did come off an impressive, albeit miraculous victory against the Boston Bruins, a game that's all Trevor Zegras pretty much pimp his celebration in front of the Bruins bench. Um, I don't know if you saw the last minute of that game or if you saw that Zegras goal at the last second. I saw the Zegras goal and uh, I thought I saw the, a penalty in there. I was just watching it from afar, but I saw the Zegras goal for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, were you, did you happen to be present at all-star weekend this year? No, but I watched it very closely and I will say one thing. I will just say one, here's just one note, just something that really got me mad that, uh, Trevor Zegras should have won in the skills competition. Okay. Oh, he got, he got robbed. Well, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And, you know, to give that to Petrangelo and like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And did he get the $30,000 check? I, that would make me more stuff. 
I mean, he probably got the check, which Zegris, let's face it, Zegris hasn't made a million yet so far. And he didn't even make the shot. The Golden Knight player did not make the shot, but of course the Golden Knight player won because it's at the Golden Knight's home. Oh, it was home bad. It was just like uh, th- that, that, you know, that new uh, event as part of the skills competition, that shootout or whatever they called it. Oh, the, the new old fun. events. Yeah, but it could have. Yeah, they brought it back this year. Right. But that yeah. could have been a lot of fun. I mean, it was far better than the stinking. Let's just try to hit some pucks into the Bellagio fountain and nobody. That was the worst. And then playing cards and garbage, but that was a real good event. And then it was tainted, of course, because it was rigged Vegas style. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of bright moments in that All-Star weekend. I mean, Zegris being one of them. The fastest skater, at least that's just fastest skater, whoever skates. Like, that one's fine. The Bellagio. It looked cool. It sounded cool. Um, execution, not so much. I think the coolest part about that was one of my favorite women's players of all time, Jocelyn Lamaru Davidson, just going through yeah. all everything. But what happened to one. her? What, like, what, but didn't she like she beat Mark Stone? Okay, Mark Stone lost, and next thing you know, like I didn't see her again. They just eliminated. They eliminated her. Did they dump her in the water? What did they do? Where did she go? I, I don't know. I've got questions. I noticed that too. I've got a lot of questions because all of a sudden she's gone. Mark Stone was out there. He's got horrendous back problems. And then, you know, they put the, they put him on LTIR after that, after the fun and games at the Bellagio Fountain. And and right. he's out there. Why? I don't know. I've got so many questions. Should not have been out there. And she just disappeared. She just, it yeah. was like a, a Vegas magic act. Where did she go? Do we know? Like, I mean, what place did she finish in? First of all, she's contending for the title, and then she's just gone. Well, first off, I I personally think she's one of the goats in women's hockey, mainly because of that golden goal. I mean, yes, Hillary Knight, and yes, there's other great women's players, but to me, Lamaru is the goat for that gold medal winning goal. So I would have liked to have seen more of the women represented, I guess, better. And that all-star weekend, but that's just me. That's just me. But you know, thanks to Roman Yossi and Zach Wierenski, I guess. Yay. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I just I'm over that. Let's move on. Let's talk about let's let's talk about the matchup and what's going the division is so tight now and I mean, Calgary looks like they're going to run away with the division. Let's look at the past first before we're looking into the future. Because okay. both of our teams have played Boston recently. The Ducks beat them 4-3. Zegris pimped his celly at the bench, pissed off the Bruins, which is probably what happened. The Bruins were super pissed off after Zegris pumped his fist right towards their bench. And look what happened. Look what happened on the game between the Bruins and the Vegas Golden Knights. You had, unbelievably, a bunch of Boston fans throwing their hats on the ice. I mean, how how did you feel about Craig Smith's hat trick on there? It was pretty amazing. You know, I, I just I thought that he did a great job. And I, I was excited to just see uh, scoring, goal scoring, because the Golden Knights can't score. 
So someone yeah. else might might as well come in here and score, score goals. Uh, Robin Leonard hung out to dry. You know, he just came back from the injury and uh, no one knows like what his status is. I don't know if he came back too soon. He looked disinterested tonight. It wasn't all on him. The defense played very poorly uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we saw, you know, there was just a build up there. I think on the Pasternak goal, like they had three consecutive shifts in a row where Boston was just attacking, attacking. I'm like, how are they not scoring? Then they come down and they finally scored. It was just this Vegas team. I'm telling you, they've got a lot of issues. There's a lot of problems. And uh, post game on on Thursday night, Pete DeBoer even went so far as to almost call out a player who I think is as good as gone. And that's Evgeny Dodonov uh, of the Golden Knights because uh, DeBoer was saying with Stone and Pacioretty out, they're both injured. You need to have scoring. And he goes, you can't go double-digit games without scoring. And that just points directly at Evgeny Dodonov. And Jack Eichel, let me tell you what, J.D., Jack Eichel is so good that he didn't even need anyone to assist on his goal on Thursday night. It was unassisted. <laughs> Just takes it the length of the ice, and he just, you know, he puts it in. He he put it in the net, and he lost control of the puck. It was yep. like, what, what in the world? Like that was crazy to see that goal. But <laughs> that's how good he is. And they've got to get rid of Dodonov. He's just, he's doing nothing. He's absolutely doing nothing. Uh, Eichel had a really good pass to him in front of the net, and he blew it. Um, Stevenson's on that line. He's playing wing. He's not a winger. They've got so many issues here and the top six, they haven't been consistent in scoring. Uh, I'm telling you why it says a lot. It says a lot when Chandler is your leading scorer on the team right now. I did not go into the season thinking that Chandler Stevenson would be leading the (laughs) team in scoring right now. I thought no, it might be the Corsi right. King or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, it's it is it, it that's incredible, right? I mean, yeah. I I would have thought you know Marsha so and uh, or you know Pacioretty. Pacioretty goes you know to start the season when he finally was was healthy. Eleven games where he scores points in eleven straight games, and then he he's on the shelf. He comes back. Then he goes 11 games without scoring any points, and then he starts to score, and then he gets injured again. And it's like there's no consistency with this team. Uh, the most consistent line has been of late, the fourth line. And yeah. I don't know where they're going to go. I don't know where they're going to The third line can't score. The misfit line, you know, that line, I'll tell you what, the most overrated player on the planet is William Carlson. Ooh, wild like Bill. without a doubt, without wild, wild Bill is so overrated. He's got seven goals this season. He doesn't have any jump and he misses the net in Thursday night's game. I could count at least twice where he misses the entire net point blank. Well, he's he just, just not doesn't wild have Bill it. anymore. He's mild. <laughs> One of the fans tweeted <laughs> me out. He's mild, Bill. He's mild. He is. He's he's also been injured this season. So yeah, but he was injured early this season. He's back. He's that's been, true. That's, that's true. a long time ago, and and now it's time for him to produce, and he only seems to produce against bad teams. So San Jose, of course, he has two assists. He can't score a goal, not for the life of him. And uh, I think it's about six 
games now, six games, I think it is, since he scored a goal. And uh, but just against the bad teams, and I people think I'm always picking on him. I never thought after that 43 goal first season, I was like, now what's this guy gonna do? Because I just thought he was overrated for a long, long time. And now this year, I mean, it's almost a million dollars a goal. They are mm-hmm. they're overpaying him. He's got to know where the bodies are stored or something here in Vegas because he's like untouchable. The guy's untouchable. I, I just can't understand why he is untouchable. Like his name is never mentioned on the trade market. Nothing. You know, Bill Foley, like a year ago, said we're going to win three or four Stanley Cups for William Carlson. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, I don't understand this. This is confusing me. Why would you say that? Like, what has right. he done for this franchise? He's no Mark Andre Fleury. You know, Fleury he's, was still here. He's done At about as much for say. the franchise as he did for the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> right. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. But yeah. So tell me about uh, just these two young superstars. Everyone wants to know more about Troy Terry and Trevor Zegris. They are just oh. phenomenal. I just think they're so electrifying, exciting. Uh, I like the Zegras lacrosse goals. They're just oh, they're I'll, so I'll, much fun I'll to talk watch. About, I'll talk about them right now. But you know what we gotta talk about right now? What's that? We gotta talk, we gotta talk about Bilt Bar. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go into the segue right now. <laughs> so Bilt Bar is the best protein bar around. And I don't know if you're like me, but I try to keep my New Year's resolutions intact. I mean, I try to stay healthy, I try to stay fit. I actually I'm running the New York Marathon in T minus eight months. So good I, for you. I got it. Yeah. So I've got to keep up the regimen, got to keep up some jogging and having a built bar or built puff. It helps me out. I mean, I think you should try them. They're delicious. I mean, the new puffs. Have you tried the new puffs? I have. And they're delicious. But still, my favorite. Do you like churros? Churros, yeah, I do like churros. churros. Love them. The churro puff, by far my favorite puff flavor of all time. But I'm JD Hernandez, and I love churros. Yeah, mm, so good. My mouth is watering. Anyway, so puffs are a fan favorite. So many great fav- flavors, and they're going to be your favorite too if you try them. All Bill's bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, that's the puffs included. real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these amazing protein bars. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 or more calories. So what you should do and what our listeners should do is go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart and you'll be blown away. And if you enter promo code LOCKED15, they'll get 15% off their next order. That beats the house right there. <laughs> That's locked 15. Is that locked 15 at built.com? That is locked 15 at built.com. Welcome back to this special edition of Locked on Anaheim Ducks slash Locked on Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm JD Hernandez, and I am joined once again, by the host of Locked On VGK, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone about you before we move on. 
I'm just a guy, and my name is Tony Carnasco, and I host Locked on Golden Knights right here, wherever you can find your favorite podcast anywhere on the planet. Look for me on at Locked on VGK. And you, as I found out, are L-O underscore Ducks, not yeah, to be confused with the <laughs> University of Oregon Ducks. Yeah, that's why I just locked on Anaheim Ducks all the time. <laughs> There's a reason I do that. So just to have a little bit of brevity in our get to know our co-hosts, Vegas hasn't been a team forever. What was your first hockey team? What was your first favorite hockey team? Oh, this is easy. Are you kidding me? I uh, grew up in New Jersey. Well, I never grew up. That's why I live in Las Vegas. But I grew up in New Jersey, was born there and raised. And I was just, I still am to this day, a New York Rangers fan. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Where are we going with this? (laughs) You said you grew up in New Jersey. I was afraid you were going to see you were a Devils fan. Oh, no. Yeah, no. They came later on, actually. And I just was like, I was so entrenched in being a Rangers fan. Like, with uh, that was just so much fun. And then, of course, in 94 was you know, a blast and winning the cup. And then, and now it's like, it's so great because Gerard Gallant, who I thought got jobbed here in Vegas. Um, and now he's with the Rangers as the head coach. And then Ryan Reeves is there. And I, I liked Reeves, you know, when he was here in Vegas and had an opportunity to, to meet him a couple of times, I actually wrote a story about him in Vegas magazine and spent a night like at his house when he was going through wardrobe changes and, it was just a lot of fun, but a good guy. And so, yeah, and so I'm still like, and now I like that team even more because I, I like Gerard Gallant. I think that he's, you know, a really good coach and develops the young players. And look what he's done to that organization already this season. And they're just mm-hmm. a lot of fun, and they're bringing so much life uh, to the New York market right now. And Yeah, uh, they've got so yeah, much they're young talent, too. Yeah, they're yeah. just great. I mean, he sat down Lafreniere. He sat down Lafreniere, you know, and – he kind of set him straight early on as soon as, you know, he got there to New York early in the season. And now look at him. Alexis Lafreniere is like starting to really uh, play well and becoming uh, he's coming into his own. He's becoming a superstar. Uh, yeah. In New you know, you know, so it's great. You know who, by the way, is becoming a superstar quickly and is from New York State. Trevor Zegris. Trevor Zegris. <laughs> hey, I know my segues, folks. So Trevor Zegris right now has been on a tear. <sighs> I got to talk about that goal once again. You know, even though I've talked about it a bajillion times. Talk about the game... lacrosse goal, please, man. I'll talk about that. Everyone lacrosse... wants to... Okay, go ahead. With the lacrosse goal or the flying Zegel, which, by the way, Sonny <laughs> Milano, also from New York State. <laughs> a little States. connection there. <laughs> That is that like the tri-state area? Is all it's all encompassing, right? The New York State, yeah, it's, it, the, yeah, New York, it's, it's Jersey, all it's Fairfield all County, okay. all around there, all, right. all around. Uh, but the connection between Milano and Zegris has been unparalleled this season. Those two are finally back on a line after Dallas Eakins, for whatever reason, separated them for a few games. And look what happened on all those games. Oh, they lost those games. They lost to the Islanders. Lost to the Kings. Gee, imagine when you put a terrific line back together and they go out and beat Boston. So that, that's been a story in and of itself, is Dallas Eakins toying with the lines, trying to find something for whatever reason. And now you have Trevor Zegras 
The Flying Z goal is amazing. But the lacrosse goal, the lacrosse goal against the Montreal Canadiens, he did that in stride, and it, it looked effortless, didn't it? Yeah, that was a beauty. That was like one of my favorite goals this season. I mean, so talented. I'm, you get to watch him every night. Oh, I got to watch him last season. Let me tell you something. Last season, I got to cover him when he was down with the San Diego Goals. Yeah, so he was line. sent down. He was sent down uh, just to kind of fine tune his game, right? Uh, no, well, he started with the goals. He started there first because for some reason they couldn't find any room for him and wanted to build him up slowly. And also, there was some contract cap like shenanig- shenanigans going on there. No, oh, they go on in other extra, cities other than Las Vegas? You know, that extra year of control. So Zegris didn't play that many games last season. He started in San Diego. Then he went up to Anaheim. And then, oh, he was going to play too many games. So he went back down to San Diego and, in fact, played in last year's modified playoff, whatever that was, run. I still don't know what that was last year, but somehow the Condors came out victorious against your Silver Knights, by the way. But it was Zegris who was really, you you could tell early on in San Diego that he was that talented. And I could hearken back to a fake Michigan that he did in Irvine, where he ended up scoring an easy assist when he tried to fake Michigan and found someone open. The one that I remember, and I'm glad I saw this in person, was he did a toe lip like on the on the tip of his stick, just flicked it. Over Berube, that's what it was. It was over J.F. Berube of the Ontario Reign and just flicked it in. So we, we've we seen these goals before. I think he's going to continue to have these spectacular highlight reel goals. You know, the, the lacrosse goal being one of my favorites, the flying Z, the toe drag, him launching his stick into the crowd after scoring a goal, getting fined for it, by the way. And there was another player that you mentioned. Troy Terry, Troy Terry. Who, is very, who is very good at hockey and a fellow host on this network, calls him Troy Vetchkin, trying to get me in trouble here. <laughs> I, well, I know. I'm not going to ask why. No, go ahead. Proceed. Proceed. Well, because she, she thinks that Troy Terry is going to score 50 goals this season. Not going to happen. But Troy Terry, still 27 goals, 46 points, by far leading the team in goals and points. And that's another guy that I said in September, he's going to have a breakout year. One of my things that I'm harping on, he's playing with more confidence. He's kind of playing a systematic style of hockey that suits him well. And he's also finally on a good line with two talented playmakers in Adam Henrique and some future Hall of Famer by the name of Ryan Getzloff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's still around. You know, thousand points, thousand games. He's, hey, he's doing well right now. Why is Trevor Zegras minus sixteen and plus minus? <laughs> well, How could that be? Off, that doesn't even seem possible. First off, I don't believe in the plus minus stat all that much. Well, um, but that one, that one's an eye opener. I'm sorry, but that, that is an eye opener. <laughs> Let's For put a guy it this that way. makes all these big plays and has all this swagger. Minus sixteen and plus minus. About minus five of that was during those two games where the lines were se- were separated. So that's part of okay. it. Okay, that's. <laughs> I knew you were gonna use that as your default. That's great. No, in, say, in this case, it's this. It's true. 
Can I just say something about the three stars of the game from Thursday night? Yeah. Because because last week, the Golden Knights, you know, they had the moral victory, I call it, against the Avalanche in a game that they lost. And then after the game, like VGK was just spewing with positivity and how great they played. They lost the stinking game, okay? They lost a game. And then they come back out and they have the three stars of the game in a losing effort. The top two stars were Jonathan Marceau and the Rampersois. <laughs> Those were the top two stars. And then you had uh, whoever it was from, from Colorado. And then on Thursday night, okay, we have Craig Smith as the number one star. Jack Eichel's the second star, even though Pasternak had two goals. Like, they had all the scoring. Good Lord. Craig Smith had the hat trick, and Pasternak had two goals, and Eichel had the, just the one goal, and I'm surprised he wasn't the number one star. And this is what goes on here. And meanwhile, the Oilers now pass the Golden Knights, and VGK is back down now to the second wild card team. And they are in danger, folks, of missing the playoffs. And no one believes me that this team is just average, if not bad. I don't don't know how else to put it. They can't beat the good teams. They cannot beat good teams. I mean, we could talk about that right now, but we're up against it. So you live in Vegas. I don't know if you're a big gambler or not. Yeah, sometimes. Not big. I wouldn't say big. What's, What's big? Parlays like twenty dollars bets, hundred dollars on a game. NFL NFL season. I mean, everyone everyone bets on the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, people bet on MLB, but baseball's dead to me right now. (laughs) I'm gonna bet that. I'm gonna bet that. I'm gonna make a wager right now. Baseball's not gonna happen. I could see that, but you know what? We should be focusing on basketball and hockey. I mean, the NBA season is winding down. And hey, you know what's starting next week? March well, it's Madness. already starting. March Madness is already here. And in Las yes. Vegas, we've got six college basketball tournaments here. Six. Yeah. That's amazing. And I bet that there's a lot of people that need to find the latest odds, totals, and player performance props, right? Mm-hmm. So they should head over to betonline.net, which is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs, not just in Vegas. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, including March Madness. And hey, NHL, you got those future lines, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if and you would have VGK is starting, <laughs> starting to fade a little. You might say that, I mean, you know, here in Vegas, they're going to say that they have good value, but I, I think you're going to waste your money. Yeah, that's that's a waste of a bet right there. <laughs> so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. You're listening to Locked On Golden Knights. I'm Tony Cardasco, and we go back to our crossover with J.D. Hernandez as our guest of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. To this final segment of the Locked on Anaheim Ducks crossover with Locked on VGK. Tony Cordasco, you're a rascal. How's it going? It's going terrific. It's going great. You know, I, I again, I just say, watch out this Vegas Golden Knights team. This is the danger zone. Uh, they could probably go 500 
down the stretch here, but is, is that going to be good enough to make the playoffs? I'm really concerned. And let's talk trade deadline. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do a quick look at the standings really quick. Calgary's up at 71. Kings, okay. 65. Edmonton and Vegas tied at 64. Anaheim is breathing down their neck at 61 points. So Did the Oilers game... get a point? The Oilers got a point. Update those yeah. stats. So yeah, that's Oilers right. Now, so it's they jumped ahead. 65. 65. Oh, How boy. about that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, And now this is the big four-point game coming up on Friday night. Mm-hmm. This is a big game. Huge implications. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. We could talk We could talk um, just quickly. <sighs> the Vegas Golden Knights, their special teams are not so special this season. Power play is way down. The Ducks, their power play has been amazing, led in part by Trevor Zegers, who I've talked about. Fifth in the league right now, power play percentage. So that's something that you got to watch out for. Is the power play. Yeah. And for the Golden Knights, uh, in the last 13 games, I think I saw the stat tonight, uh, just two for 31 on the power Ooh. play. Yeah, not very good. Not good. And they're, they're starting to slump. And, you know, they weren't even attacking the gaps in the game on Thursday night. They did nothing to move the puck and to try to get, you know, an opportunity. They did have a couple of shorthanded uh, good uh, shots on net on the short, uh, short-handed short end of the stick. And uh, they have, I think they lead, they still lead the league with eight short-handed goals, but they haven't mm-hmm. had one in a while. They haven't had one in a while. No, they have not. And meanwhile, the Ducks, they had two power play goals in their game against Boston last time. That's still clicking right now. I did write it down because you mentioned it, so we'll talk about it right now. Trade deadline coming up in a little less than three weeks. If if you're a Ducks fan, you've got to think that one of these expiring contracts is going to move. And Pat Verbeek has said so that we could see one of Ricard Raquel on the move or Hampus Lindholm. He could be on the move as well. I know ideally he wants to re-sign probably one of those guys and look to deal the other one to at least get something of value back for them. So that's where the Ducks are heading to the trade deadline. I don't know if they're buyers. I don't think they are because they're still in this rebuild. So that's, that's where, that's where they are in a rebuild. They're in the race and yeah, they could just make a jump. Like one player, one player come deadline time can make the world of, of a difference. And here for, uh, for VGK here in Las Vegas, I'll tell you, man, I, I like no one's safe. I don't think, well, one person's safe. That's William Carlson. But no one should be safe, right, uh, you know, no. from this team, uh, from being dealt. And, again, you know, Pete DeBoer almost like, why didn't he just mention Evgeny Dodonov by name uh, when he was blasting away post game tonight? Uh, they they got to get rid of his $5 million contract somewhere, somehow, some way. He's just fallen out of favor. He doesn't do anything on the ice. He's not fitting in with that top line. I don't know where else he could play. They got to move him, get him out the door, and take the $5 million back and get some value out of that. And then uh, Riley Smith is an expiring uh, contract at the end of the season. Fan favorite. He's starting to play well. Uh, Five, I think it's five goals in his last 10 games now, uh, you know, for Riley Smith. And he's, uh, you know, he's a well-liked player. He's on that misfit line, but again, everyone's expendable and they're just going to do whatever they can to strengthen this team. They just, the reason why they fell in the playoffs last season and in the past is because they could not score goals. And right now they can't score goals. 
They were averaging over three goals a game early in the season. They got a late goal uh, on Thursday night for March or so. But outside mm-hmm. of that, I mean, they should have pretty much been held in check uh, to, to just the well. And that was kind of a fluky goal, too, by Eichel. But, yeah, yeah, they're not scoring goals. They're not scoring goals, and they're not doing anything, not generating enough chances on the power play. And they, they were trumpeting the fact that they were able to have a long time of puck possession against San Jose earlier in the week. And I was like, okay, that's not a good team. And they were playing. San Jose was playing its sixth game in 10 days. And they were just leg-weary and everything else. And I just knew when Boston came in that Boston was going to take it to them and play more physical. And any team that's physical with the Golden Knights can really beat them. And uh, we just got word, too, that uh, McNabb, uh, Braden McNabb, he was injured in the game. Another new injury on uh, Thursday night. Uh, so who knows what happens there? And there were some heavy, heavy hits. Carrier got popped yes, a couple was. of times in the game. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Clifton hit him and Pasternak. Uh, they both like crushed Carrier. And so and when you're playing back to backs, that's what I was getting at. You you just don't know how the Golden Knights are going to respond. They're going to be banged up, bruised, and they could be a little bit beaten down. And I su- uh, suspect that you'll see Laurent Brossois in net uh, on Friday night. Yeah, I don't know who the Ducks are going to put out on net Friday night. I would like to say that John Gibson would be out on net, but Anthony Stolarz has been just as good. If no, he's been just as good for he, the Ducks. He faced this uh, he faced the Golden Knights right earlier this season. I think he played he, against VGK, and I thought he took uh, took the loss. Uh, I think this is the fourth game already this year. Yeah, this is right? their final meeting this season. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, I think they one time they did face Stolarz and uh, Gibson. Yeah, and Stolarz won that game. VGK. Oh, he won that game. Okay, and then, yep. but but Gibson, when he gets into that zone against the Golden Knights, I think he's really tough, and he would uh, he would scare me a lot more if I saw Gibson in that. To be honest with you, yeah. But the last two victories that the Ducks have had against Vegas, Gibby hasn't been the starter. So maybe maybe you put Stolarz out there just for a feeler, just in case, because I feel like Gibby has been outworked a little bit this season. And you don't want to hurt him too much or out overplay him too much. So that's where I stand. I like Stolarz a lot. I think he could do an admirable job against Brossois on this Friday night tilt. Um, It'll be a good game. We're, yeah, it's going to be a good, fun one. Uh, we are up against it, so we're going to wrap up here. But tell all the fine folks where they can find you on the socials and where can they find your podcast. Okay, at... Locked on VGK is our podcast. And then myself, I am at Tony Dasco, D-A-S-C-O. Awesome, awesome. Uh, You could find my podcast wherever podcasts are heard. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, etc. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at L-O underscore Ducks. And that's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And thanks for making our show is your first listen of the day and go ahead and make either locked on NHL or locked on fantasy hockey, your second listen of the day. Once again, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, JD. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. On behalf of myself and Tony for locked on Anaheim ducks, locked on VGK. I'm JD Hernandez. Have a good weekend. Please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together.
Quack, quack. I'm Tony Cardasco, thanking you all for tuning in. And thanks again to J.D. Hernandez of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. We will see you next week right here on Locked On Golden Knights.